This is your mind. This is your life. This is your time. This is your life. This is your mind. This is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself? Think, think for yourself. And how long has it been since you've had some time to yourself? Unwind with yourself. You can do anything. So don't you hide from yourself. Be kind to yourself. Intelligent, amazing. Welcome to another episode of the Replenish Me Show, where I interview powerful and amazing women like our guest today to talk about ways and strategies to nourish ourselves and energize ourselves and reframe our perspective. Today, I'm so honored to have Prasanna Diana Manuela, who is the founder of the Elemental Wise Woman. And she is a tour de force. She helps women with their life and their business to really step into the power in the most natural and normal way by tuning into their inner wisdom. And she's going to tell us her story on how she came um, to this realization for herself and how she's helped so many women over the years. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cordelia. I feel honored to be here. It's an honor to have you. I love it. So you're down in Australia where it's actually winter right now, right? Yes. yes. It's winter. So I'm looking outside the window right now and it's a gray sky and not raining at the moment, but it looks like it's been during the night. It's morning here. And it's evening um, your end. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It's winter time. Beautiful. So can you um, tell us a little bit about your story and how the Elemental Wise Woman came about? Yes. So I've created this body of work called Elemental Woman. And the journey began is really working with the elements of nature. That's what it is all about. And it is understanding that in fact, we are nature. And so go back 25 years or so, um, that was a time where, oh, I was always very connected to source, to consciousness. But now looking back, I really wasn't anchored in my own body. I was very disconnected from my body. And I was really struggling with actually manifesting in a physical form what I'm here to do on this plane. So I had great ideas because I was very tuned in into my soul in a sense, but I wasn't able to manifest them in a physical way. There was some, some disconnect for me there. <clears throat> So then in 1995, um, I really, really crashed. I gave birth to my second child. He was a boy called Mejda, and he died two days after birth. And, you know, for those of you who have birthed, you know, it's, it's a marathon going through birth. And also going through loss is massive. So having had the two experiences within only two days was intense, absolutely intense. What happened for me after that is my body kind of, kind of collapsed. 
and um, and shut down, shut down really, really fast through the trauma. And there was other things going on around that time which really didn't help my grieving process. And so I ended up um, being chronically ill for a really long time. That was at a time where I was also running a complementary health center as a yoga therapist. And we had several other practitioners there focusing on diet and massage and counseling and Ayurveda and acupuncture and so on. Um, that was really new at that point in the mid nineties to have places where different modalities come together. Um, and at the time I was running um, prenatal and postnatal um, yoga classes. And I was also running together with a midwife, we were running initiation into parenthood uh, workshops and courses for couples to prepare them for a natural childbirth, for the woman to really trust her own body and for, the, for the, her partner to support her. So at the same time, I was working with other women when I was going through my own challenges. And I found that my cycles, my natural cycles just wouldn't come back. I was menstruating every two to three weeks for like a really long time, which deeply depleted me, really deeply depleted me. And I was trying so many different avenues. I, I knew a lot about health and um, alternative health, running this complementary health center. So I was quite clued into Ayurveda and acupuncture and diet and all sorts of things. <clears throat> And I drew from all of them, and yet it had very little impact on my body. <coughs> so then we withdrew from, we let go of the health center at that point, and I was really called to withdraw from the world and just live connected with nature. Mm -hmm. So we actually lived in 10 acres of bush, and we built our own house, and all I saw for 10 years was trees all around me. Didn't see any neighbors. It took two years to meet the first neighbor. First neighbor knocked at the door and he said, I'm really sorry it's taken so long, but I'm actually one of your neighbors. I'm your nearest neighbor. <laughs> and it took two years. So it was, you know, it felt like really secluded uh, from the world, which was exactly what I needed at that point. And so, my life was so different from any kind of Western lifestyle. It was more the life of if you live in, in an ashram, for example, because, you know, I, I didn't watch TV, I had no radio. There was like, there was no mobile phones back then. Uh, it was a very quiet life, really quiet. And I have to say, I loved it. I missed nothing. <laughs> I could have lived like that, like that till the end of my life. You know, it was such a joy for me just to be with nature. Every day I would get up and I would look out onto the bush and I would sit having my cup of tea in the morning and I would go, this is paradise. I'm in bliss. I was so grateful for the opportunity to have 10 years where life was so slow. I could almost watch the grass grow. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it's so unusual, you know, in comparison to the world, the way the world runs. Um, so the world did its own thing and this had an entirely different world. And <clears throat> so 
what happened for me was I became part of the bush. I became part of nature. And then I realized that in fact, of course I am nature. And it's like, it's just sunk in deeper and deeper and deeper. And it was like old memories started to reawaken within me mm. of who we actually really are mm. and how we should be living and how we really function or want to function on a very deep level. And so I realized that the elements in nature, um, you know, many, many systems speak about that. You know, the Ayurvedic system works with five elements. The Taoist system works with five elements. So, you know, whether you're going to a five element acupuncturist or whether you're going to an Ayurvedic practitioner, they usually take your pulse and they will say, yes, there's too much fire or there's, it's too dry or this is too moist. And, the, and that's the way they're looking at the ecosystem of the body and they can determine what the organs are doing internally, where you are mentally and emotionally and spiritually, all this can be read just by taking the pulse. Mm. Now it takes 30 years to become proficient in Ayurvedic pulse reading. It's not a thing you can learn on a weekend course. Right. So these are, you know, these are people that are being trained up from childhood. Okay. Yeah. Nevertheless, they're very ancient systems and they're very, they're profound, absolutely profound. So through my yoga therapy training, I was already very familiar with the Ayurvedic system because Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. Then when I lived on 10 acres of bush, I was deeply, deeply touched by Taoism and Taoism re resonated the deepest of the systems that I ex had explored. Um, and also it's, it's like a, it's a philosophy. It's very accessible philosophy. And so I began to see the five elements that were based on Taoism in nature, in myself, in everything, in the way I looked at food, in the way I looked at absolutely everything. And so the elements um, based on Taoism are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Mm. And nature is every bit of made, nature is made out of it. And so are we. And so a lot goes with that. It's a very, very, very deep topic. Um, but I might just go and pull out one element just as an example. So the one I became most passionate about is the water element. Mm. So water element is the most neglected element today in our crazy Western lifestyle. Mm. The water element, when we look at nature, is, is wintertime. Now, I'm in winter. Most people hate winter. They complain when it's raining. I always go, what's the big deal? <laughs> just put a rain jacket on, get your boots on, get out there, you know. Just make sure you, you know, you're covered. And so for me, wintertime is literally my favorite time because in wintertime, nature really helps us to get in touch with something really deep and profound within us because our energy naturally pulls us in so when you look at a tree the life force goes below the surface into the earth deeply into the earth the autumn tree has dropped the leaves in autumn the fruiting season is over the leaves are being dropped and the and then the life force just returns down to the roots and there's a lot of replenishing and resting going on through the winter months which is really important, very, very profound, because say, 
when, if, if there was no winter, would the cherry tree be as prolific in its production when spring comes along again? No, because it just wouldn't have had that replenishing time to build up its stores. And nature is so perfect because the leaves drop in autumn, they decompose and they become food, literally, to replenish over winter and then again, find that natural way of creating in spring. The life is just simply there. It's not like the tree has to go, I've got to work really hard here. We've got to make some cherries, folks. It's like, it's just, it's it just does it. Yeah, because the force is so strong. Mother Earth is so powerful. The energy, the life force is so prolifically, abundantly there. It's just popping over and bursting into bloom again. It can't help it. It's like, whoa, here we go again. And so, so I was relating that to my own body. Who My body was simple. I was actually not doing that. Life was a struggle. I was living on the sofa. I was going from the chair to the sofa to the bed. Hmm. And I'm going, how come I can't do this? And nature just does it, right? Right. And so there was a lot of... <clears throat> reflection going on for me um and so here comes the piece um i'm also an artist so one day i had this idea of creating a sculpture out of clay um and the sculpture was to be a tower that represented the main chakras of the body the root chakra, blah, blah, blah. Most of us are, you know, aware of the heart chakra, the throat chakra, and so on. So I actually um, threw each chakra on the pottery wheel, and then I let them dry. I carved into the meaning of each chakra. Then I started stacking it. It's this beautiful, I still got it in the garden. It's this beautiful tower that I built. So I'm going, that looks great. And I wrap it all up so it can dry a little bit slowly overnight and I can come back and keep working on it next day. Next day I go in and the sculpture had fallen over. And I'm going, oh, okay, I'm going to put some more roots there. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to add roots to this. So, okay, I was excited. I was happy. I, you know, I sort of um, held it so it would dry. Next morning I go back into my studio. Same thing happened. The sculpture had collapsed again. Going, I need more roots. The roots need to be bigger. So I kept adding roots and making them bigger. The next day I go back to my studio and same thing happened. The tower kept falling over. And I'm going, hmm, this sculpture is me. This sculpture is me. And I saw me. I thought, yeah, I'm so on from the heart up. But anything down from there wasn't happening. <laughs> and I realized, I realized unless I am really rooted to the earth, I'm really, really connected to actually the source of Mother Earth, her creative vortex, I'm never going to function and I'm not going to replenish. My body's not going to come back and I won't be able to live my calling. I won't be able to give the gifts I'm here to do on this planet because my body, I need my body for that. That's my vehicle. And so I made it my mission. I made it my mission to learn how to be rooted in the earth. 
that mm. became my mission. And, and that's all for me. That is the water element mm. is to be really grounded to the source of where life force feeds you. Mm. So I, I knew completely how to receive, you know, the, the life, well, the cosmic energy. I knew how to do that. Um, and that always kind of energized me, but a very short time. And then I would just fall over again. But once I started drinking up the, you know, really the energy from the earth, all of a sudden I was powered up. Mm. And what I've been finding over the last, particularly 10 years where I got better and better at this is like, I feel like this cherry tree now that really runs on overflow that, you know, that, <clears throat> fuels me activates me so i'm being activated into action through the life force versus me trying to push or try or hard or struggle for something right. it's like i'm really waiting for that activation to take place and then i just naturally do stuff so yeah. let's hold that let's that was a very big long answer i hope that worked no it works perfectly but i'm just going to pull some pieces out for our listeners and viewers so they can, you know, um, see themselves in it a little bit. So with the, you know, the really magnificent power force that brought your child into the world, right? And then your body didn't have a chance to heal before it had to deal with grief. And then the body, it's, it was grieving and grieving and you could no longer give to your community, right? So you decided to go back to, you know, the source, right, of Earth, Mother Earth. And by observing that, that's where you found your power, your true power. And you, 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 I like the way you use the um, sculpture kind of as the analogy to your body, right? It wouldn't heal, it wouldn't root itself, it wouldn't connect, right? And... Um, and that just really helped you to really find, because we, and I like how you're saying that to really ground yourself is the element of water, because so many people think it would be the element of earth, right? Because you can touch it, it's hard. And even if it's silt, right, it's, it's more firm than water, we would think. But really, what gives the, um, the earth life, right? because there's always something, even in the desert, things grow, right? So, and there's always water underneath the, the earth. We, that need, we, water. we need water for life. That's the life, that is the life force. So that is really amazing. Um, no, the way you shared that story, you know, there's no other way you, should, you could have shared that story, you know? So, um, I appreciate you for that. So in that healing, you found a way that you could create another community and heal other women. Can you tell me about that? Yes. So the piece that's missing in the story is that the life force that we receive for a woman, we need to receive actually into our bellies, into our wombs, because it is, that is our feminine creative force. What I often say to women, 
we have the capacity, the potential to create life. We can use this power to create anything in our life, whether it's a painting, a piece of music, any piece of art, a business, a body of work. We can utilize that force that lives in our bellies to regenerate our bodies. We can utilize it for anything we choose once we know how to access it. Hmm. And so what I discovered was, and I didn't know that for a really long time, the women that come to me are generally conscious entrepreneurs. So there might be healers, artists, coaches, that are women really on a mission. They're women really wanting to live their calling. And of course, they have some similarity with my own journey. That's why I'm attracting them. So a lot of the time, they're women with such a big heart and really on a mission to actually bring something to earth. You would say bring fire to earth, bring something new that shifts this earth into a new era. But they held back. And what I found was they really held back by the disconnection to their wombs, to that their own feminine creative force. Then I was really curious that over a period of time i noticed that so many of the women that came through my trainings <clears throat> were sexually abused in childhood or had um abusive relationships later on um but they and, i mean i realized actually how big a population actually this is in the world but i saw it coming through my trainings and I realized that the women instinctively were attracted to working with me, even though I didn't advertise I'm working with sexual abuse or I'm working with this. They just knew intuitively that the work that I was offering would literally heal that part within themselves. Mm. So I realized, you know, there was profound healing and shifts that happened in my workshops where, you know, I remember this one woman who, who she came into one of my circles and she wasn't kind of the usual kind of woman. She was often my kind of people are very highly sensitive and they can be more on the quiet side. This woman was loud and she was, and she was kind of interruptive with her energy and quite jagged. And I'm going, Whew. I was kind of going, how am I going to juggle this with the other? the other group of women because obviously she needs to be here <clears throat> but i needed to make the other women feel safe so i was going i have a challenge here <clears throat> so she was there and the first week was you know a bit like that and i'm going okay i'm kind of curious how this is going to unfold so what happened within another one or two weeks there was one week where she came to the course where in the middle of this very, very simple practice we did, all of a sudden she went into this release. And she said to me, I know exactly what this is. I was, I've been wanting to shift this for decades. And then she shared that she was sexually abused as a child and he's been in, interfering with her life, in her entire life, been holding her back in her relationships, in her profession, in every area. And she said, I am so grateful that this is finally leaving me. 
And I had no idea, you know, like this is, and, and women like this just kept coming. So I realized the practice of the elemental woman that I had created has a very gentle way of just waking up, just waking up that power that lives within our womb and very gently heals the disconnect and very gently washes away the tears that we hold in our body and brings a woman back to her purity, her innocence and her sacrality, which we so often have lost through the history. And I realized that, you know, it's even if we haven't experienced sexual abuse in this life, we still carry it in our DNA because it's been happening for generations and wounding has been passed down from one family, from one generation to another. So regardless whether it's happened to us physically, somewhere we are holding this pain. And as we are really healing that part of ourselves, that, that feminine creative force, that force that can create life, it doesn't get any better than that. No. It can create life. Yeah. Once we heal that and we really free that up and we own that of course we're going to regenerate you know and then, then there's this other piece that i want to bring in and that is that the way i see it is our our life force is our soul force mm -hmm. because when we die that life goes right so our life force actually is our soul force. So the way I see it is we, we know on some level exactly what we're here to do in this life. And that knowing is in our soul force. It's in our life force. Hmm. And so as we really connect and we create from our feminine creative force, from our wombs where that power really is the most potent in our body. Mm -hmm. We naturally align 100% to our calling. So mm -hmm. I realized uh, instead of it being a random surprise that I suddenly find myself doing this and that, I found actually there was a conscious way I could get women to really pluck in to that force and that knowing within themselves and much more quickly bring together what they're here to do by mm. listening to their own life force, their own soul force and really freeing that up. Yeah, I um, have actually experienced you doing that for one of our sister speakers and that was amazing and beautiful. And she even you know, was talking about the release she had and how necessary it was. So I, yeah, I, I can really speak to the power of your work. Now, one thing that um, I want to bring out is, what was I going to bring out? A lot of the things that you're talking about, they are, um, they are also like very similar. I'll, I'll just tell you from the Islamic perspective. So we have also this belief about the wound that it's where all the mercy of the world is, is in a woman's wound. So like only mercy can pass through there. And also um, in a, one of the birth circle groups, I read a post recently 
And you know, you were talking about chakras. Everyone believes that this is the crown chakra, but it was saying in that post that the crown chakra for women is actually where the baby is birthed, right? Because when the baby's born, it's called crowning. And for women, that is like what you're saying, where anything we do, we birth it through our true power source. So that's really, um, you know, <coughs> really resonates with me. And like I said, I've actually seen you work with someone directly. Um, I want to also just ask you, I mean, it must have been super powerful for you to heal yourself. And at the same time, you're, I mean, we're constantly healing ourselves and replenishing ourselves when we're working with the people in our community. But like, what is your like absolute favorite part of it all? My favorite part is a practice that, oh, that I myself use every single day. And, and the women who have come to my trainings absolutely adore and love. And that is being able to, and that's based on the earth element. That's an earth element practice. From a Taoist point of view, the earth is receptivity. And when you look at the earth, you know how she drinks in the sun, how she drinks in the rain, how she absorbs, how she lets the wind move right through you. You know, like that is the biggest gift is the receptivity. Mm. And so, and with that goes gratitude. You know, an earth practice is really deeply receiving life deeply receiving life all of life and we have challenges with that because we we think this is good therefore i want to receive that this is bad therefore i don't want to receive that but when we're receiving life when we're really receiving life fully we become like this tree that stands through all weather conditions and just allows to move through whatever needs to move through without bracing each other. And so one of my favorite things to do is simply practicing each day to fully receive life. And the easiest way to do it is when you're first trying to learn it is to go through nature where the life force is so potent, there's just so much of it and it's so pure. If you get, say you're, particularly if you're walking through a forest, there's just such a, so much there. And you, it just, you know, you become aware that your skin, you can literally ask your skin and your pores to open up and just allow it all to flow in. You can, you can allow to receive through your eyes Instead of pushing out, you just allow it to flow in. Same with a hug. So when you're hugging someone, instead of you are giving a hug, it's like you embrace that person, but you're receiving. You're actually receiving your beloved, your children. You're receiving, you're drinking them in. And my, my youngest daughter taught me that. My youngest daughter was quite an unsettled child 
and she she was having a lot of fears and so on and so forth and so she was also very clingy and sometimes that was really exhausting me because he didn't give me any personal space whatsoever and so there was times when I just went, oh, just give me some space. But she would get more and more restless. Like it, that just didn't work at all. But when I took that moment and I would put her on my lap and I just put my arms around her and I drank her in exactly as she was, her irritability, her whatever it was. And I just helped her and I totally received her the way she was without trying to change her she settled within seconds yeah that's like yeah. it never took longer than 30 seconds and she would just fully relax yeah. and then she'd be off my lap again yeah she'd be going off yeah. so there, there's a power no i was just gonna say like there are two things um first thing you're so right women don't receive well right how many times do you say, oh, you look gorgeous? And they're like, oh, this whole thing? You know what I mean? Instead of being grateful for someone noticing that, you know, select it well, and it still looks really delicious on you, you know? And the second thing is I also have, I've had at least two kids like that. And, you know, I've read a lot of parenting books, but none of them say that. And I came to the same realization. I said, you know what? My mom used to hug me. Let's see if this works. And I just scooped them up. And I'm just like, if I could just take all of their angst out of them, I'm just going to hold them until I take it out. And you're right. 30 seconds is like max. It's usually like two, three, four, five seconds, right? It's so easy. But yeah. it has to be that you receiving of the person. Yes. You know? and exactly exactly how they are and this is the misunderstanding on gratitude so i'm glad that you connected those two right because i don't know if you don't if you find that with the women you work with they come in with some resistance to gratitude right and then i'm sure going through your process they're just like oh like gratitude is like breathing right mm, yeah so that really strengthens the earth element. And, <clears throat> and, and, and it's curious because the earth element from a Taoist point of view, um, the, the organs that are involved in that is stomach and spleen. Stomach and spleen. Today, we have more digestive disorders in the world than we have ever seen ever in, in the entire evolution I'm sure of. Yeah. So people's earth element isn't in balance. And that stems back. That what, that's what I see a lot in the women that are coming through is what builds a healthy earth within ourself, strengthens our own earth element within ourselves, is healthy parenting, particularly when we're young. Mm. And so because most women parent but are actually wounded themselves. They carry deep mother wounding themselves because their mother was parenting them being wounded and so on. It has been going back for many generations. So my mother wasn't able to mother. So I, I, she, she didn't do that for me. She was not able to do that. She had no idea how to do that. 
And so I had to discover that on myself and had to go on a very deep healing journey to actually heal the, the earth element within myself. And definitely digestive um, issues have been a lifelong thing for me. You know, my digestion really had struggled for so long to just simply even digest and absorb nutrients. Wow. So, so strengthening the earth element, really receiving love, support, money, life force, life in all its colors, in all its gifts. Even when we have days which are challenging, even when we have a moment, someone says something and we're deeply affected by it, that is still life gifting you in one way or another. So instead of pushing it away or getting triggered um, and rejecting it, let it in because there is something that it wants to touch and transform within you. Just receive it with gratitude. And, you know, another important thing to note about the stomach and the spleen, that's also where anger lies, right? <clears throat> so, um, and it's, it's so important. And in order to relieve anger, this is, um, you know, again, it's all of these traditions are really, really related. Um, I studied Unani Tib, which is basically the medicine of the ancients from the Islamic perspective. And a lot of the, um, the treatment for the digestive issues has to do with gratitude, right? So um, once you feel yourself, yeah. up gratitude, it's like, so like these all are connected. Um, yeah. And I, I love how you do that. So do you have any events coming up where women can connect with you and attend one of your workshops? Yes. So I have, Three on the on the plan at the moment. I'm going to be running two wise woman leader work, uh, weekends in the U.S. at the end of the year. Uh, they'll be in November, and there'll be um, one coming up. And there's probably going to be more being added to it um, next year in Australia, because the way I work is the wise woman is the archetype that governs the water element, and so my aim is generally to run these weekends in winter. Mm -hmm. When nature naturally passes in, that's when I want to run these, these wise woman leader workshops. And it's also gifting women, really, everyone that's come through my trainings who didn't like winter before that. Now they're still writing me years later and saying, oh, I'm loving winter. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. <laughs> They're telling me they're still, how they're still appreciating. I'm getting little messages sent here and there. It's so beautiful. So it's like suddenly they're getting the gift of winter. They're really getting it. So from a conscious entrepreneur point of view, it's the time to replenish. But through that replenishment, through that replenishment, new dreams will be contacted of what you want to create in your next cycle. And they just will be there. It's not like a working hard or, or doing these massive processes with your head of trying to figure out what you're going to do in your business the next year. It's more like really going very deeply within you and going, yeah, what's actually there authentically? Hmm. What is there in my life force, in my soul force that wants to be created in this next seasonal cycle? Because there is something authentically there and it's for us to listen to it. That's the wise woman. The wise woman listens 
to her inner guidance, her instinctive knowing versus tuning in what everybody else is doing, what the market's doing, what the, the competition's doing and getting really lost in that. Yeah. None of that. Because the way I see it is your work is your medicine. Exactly. And it's for you first. You've come here with your own, what they say in India, samskara, prenatal tendencies, wounding, um, bits that you want to heal. You've come with that. And there's gifts within all of them. And the wise woman who has her roots in the water element, she knows how to flip that wounding into an asset in your life where all of a sudden it becomes the power that fuels your work. Hmm. So, you know, this is medicine that is medicine for you. And then by you having this, you know, if, if your work is your medicine, you're basically healing yourself every single day. You're not falling into the shadow of this wounding anymore, but you are the master of this wounding. And you can tell and teach other women how to master that same challenge that you have mastered. And so then all of a sudden you become a gift for the world too. Your medicine is your medicine. Your work is your medicine first, and then it becomes the medicine for everyone else. I love how you worded that, right? <laughs> because we often hear your mess is your message, but the way you say it, you make it sound so powerful and like something that gushes forth that the world actually needs, your abundance, you know? I love that. So. How can we find you? We just, um, I'll, I'll post your website. It's prasanadiana.com, right? Prasanadiana.com. So right at this moment of us having this uh, conversation, we're up, uh, updating every single page at the moment on the website. <clears throat> so if one of the pages isn't right there live, it will be there shortly. It's just we're going with a fine comb through the entire website at the moment. We're cleaning every little bit up. Because so that's what we're doing. But, you know, if it's not there now, whatever you're looking at, it should be there really soon because we're working on it behind the scenes. Okay, beautiful. That's fine. It's winter. We understand you're replenishing, so it's okay. We get that. So. Yes. We've talked about so many beautiful and amazing things and you've really taken us on a journey, not just through your life, but through your body of work. But what would be the top three takeaways you would want our viewers and listeners to have? Just to really bring the things together we've covered in this um, conversation. In order for you to thrive and live your calling and be 100% aligned to your calling in this life, you need to be rooted to the earth. You really need to be rooted to the earth. You need to be able to receive the power that is in the earth to fuel you effortlessly. You also need to be really anchored in your own creative feminine force, your womb, which will activate you, you know, because all the knowing of what you're here to do is in, in there, in that space. And again, it will help you to create effortlessly. <clears throat> and the third thing is what we also covered is 
open up to receive. Once you are able to receive life fully, miracles happen because your life loves you. Your life wants to bless you more than you can ever imagine. And once you know how to receive, you're able to absorb and receive and let in love, support, money, life force, everything you need to create the life that on a very deep level you desire to have. Asana, I am so, like, I just, I'm speechless, actually. I'm so speechless. I'm, I'm happy that um, you're my sister and that you shared your message with my community today. And um, for the women that are listening, if everything or even just one thing that Prasanna shared today resonates with you, please reach out to her. Clearly, she can help you from where you are to where you want to be. And um, you don't have to remain stuck. You can release yourself and reroute yourself. So um, I want to just thank all of our listeners and viewers um, for being here today and share this with other women who can also benefit from this message. And have a beautiful and lovely and amazing day. Thank you so much, Rosanna. Thank you so much, Cordelia. It was such a joy to share this time with you. I'm deeply grateful. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy that I know you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you have a beautiful day too. Bye, everyone. Break free from